our understanding of male angst vis-a-vis relationships and commitment is very limited. Sick of sacrificing or settling in your romantic life? Welcome to Make Him Wonder with Coach Paula Grooms, where women struggling in real relationships ask the expert. Unscripted, unfiltered, understandable coaching conversations to help passionate women succeed in love. Hi there, and welcome to Make Him Wonder. I'm your host, Coach Paula, a dating and relationship coach, licensed social worker, and author of the book, Why Won't He Commit? How a Man Decides to Make You the One. You heard a little bit of a different musical intro today, and that's because I'm doing something a little bit different today. I wanted to share with you a movie that came out in July of 2020 that I think is quite brilliant in terms of relationship, knowledge, understanding, the angst of relationships, both male and female. But particularly, it is great for those of you listening to understand males vis-a-vis commitment. So this film is on Hulu. It was out in theaters, but as you know, 2020 was the year of COVID. And if you're listening now, in 2020, it is the year of COVID. The movie was released, I believe, in January of 2020, of course, to a limited audience. It's a rom-com and it was not a huge budget film. And then Hulu purchased it. It takes watching several times to fully enjoy the brilliance of it and get it. It is a sci-fi romantic comedy. So the genre is unique. And I think it was not given its due by some reviewers and kind of glossed over what I believe is the brilliance of it by others. There was one review on Rotten Tomatoes that said Palm Springs, the name of the film, with Andy Samberg and Kristen Maloti starring, really exceeds at what it's trying to do an inventive new take on Groundhog Day. It has very likable lead performances, and it has more on its mind than the -the run-of-the-mill rom-com. That was from Claudia Pugue, Film Week, KPCC and NPR Los Angeles. I think that's an understatement because there is so much here about life, love, and existential angst of relationships that is truly remarkable for its length, 87 minutes, and in some ways, its simplicity, although it's quite complicated. (laughs) Um, 
So I wanted to talk about it today because, again, I think that our understanding of male angst vis-a-vis relationships and commitment is very limited. And that is because we are female and we are all about my three C's of females. We are about cooperating, connecting, and caretaking. While in our society, we talk about women being very emotionally complicated, there is a very complex side of men that many times we fail to recognize, not only as females, but in our society. You know, we hear all the time, men are simple, their minds are black and white, and they are more simplistic than females. While that certainly can be true, there is a complexity vis-a-vis of falling in love, committing, and bonding that I think we fail to explore certainly in our lives just generally, but also in our entertainment, our books, media, what have you. So I wanted to explore this film today. And if you get a chance to see it, I hope you will. So Palm Springs had its world premiere at the Sundance Film Festival, as I said, in January 2020. And then digitally on Hulu on July 10th. And during this lockdown, what a great film to be watching. It is uplifting, even in its darkness. By way of explanation, so that I can tap into what I feel are the intricacies and explanations about male angst, I'm going to kind of go through it. And so again, if you don't want to know about this film and you're going to be seeing it and you don't like spoilers, then by all means, skip this podcast, go listen to others before you do, of course, subscribe and share (laughs) and come back again for my next podcast. So there is a date in this film, and that's November 9th. And on November 9th, the lead character, Niles, played by Andy Samberg, quite understated performance, and that's the beauty of it. We all know Andy from Saturday Night Live. I love him. think he's so talented, extremely funny. And he really comes out in this film as being the Robin Williams of his day, in a way. Meaning so funny, so comedically talented, and yet able to pull off a fairly serious role like this with a plume. So, on this date, November 9th, which is important, we see him waking up next to his girlfriend, Misty, on the wedding day of Misty's friend, Tala, who is marrying 
a man named Abe. So skip to the reception of the wedding. And Niles delivers a seemingly impromptu speech to the relief of Tala's sister, Sarah. Because Niles steps in, seeing that Sarah is kind of drunk and unprepared. Even though she's the maid of honor and Tala's sister. So it's kind of quirky. And we think, what? What adds to the quirkiness is that everyone at the reception is dressed in what we would traditionally know as wedding attire. You know, the men are in suits and everyone is dressed well. And yet Niles is in shorts, sneakers, and a Hawaiian type of shirt. It's very odd when you see it. It's like, okay, what's going on? And the not knowing is, of course, what the film is about. The speech really sets things up, again, vis-a-vis what we're talking about here today, in a way that prepares us for the romantic part of the film because unbeknownst to us, all kinds of backstory, the salient point being that Niles is in love with Sarah. And here's the speech. Um, So without further ado, I'd like to welcome up the actual big sister of the bride, Sarah. Get on up there, Peanut. No one told me that I was supposed to make a speech. Of course you're supposed to give a speech. You're the maid of honor. It's it's your main job. She's been drinking, Howard. Sarah. Bonsoir, mi familia. Eh, amici. Who's we are born lost. Then we're found, but we're all just lost, am I right? Oh my God. However, in the darkness comes light. Tala Ann Wilder and Abraham Eugene Trenchleifen, who do not look like siblings. You see their optimism, their selflessness. It's in their blood. And Tala, there's something that a lot of people here don't know about you, but they should. I hope you don't mind. It's not just time and money that Tala has given to so many charitable causes. She has also donated of herself bone marrow. That's right. She gave hers to her baby brother, Nico, saving his life. But now it's time for us to give to you. Here you are, standing on the precipice of something so much bigger than anyone here. And it may be frightening and filled with doubt, but always remember, you are not alone. Everyone here is your family. We are your world. And we will cheer you on with delight in our eyes as you achieve your wildest dreams. So raise a glass. We may be born lost, 
but now you are found. So amidst the backdrop of a a wedding and his buffoonish outfit, and I don't know if you heard it there, but there was a click of his beer can when he opened it for the toast. Uh, also, the uh, father of the bride says, who is that? And all the while he's giving the speech, he is looking Sarah in the eyes and what eyes they are, actress Kristen Maloti, and speaking directly to her about being lost and being found. And it sets us up for a really fun ride of a movie that is a la Groundhog Day. And how this occurs is really brilliant and you have to watch for the comedic parts of it. But Sarah is always wondering, like, how is he talking to me? He's never met me. I don't know who this crazy guy is dressed in this very strange fashion. And she just keeps guzzling wine. She's not overtly drunk, but it's clear she's relieved about making the speech, but doesn't get it. So Niall sets about meeting her in some really fun ways, and he does. And they have a very interesting conversation in meeting. And because she's pretty tipsy, And he's so intriguing, and she is obviously kind of a lost soul at this gathering. Her sister is getting married. She's alone at the party. There is a feeling that something is going on with her, but of course, we don't know what it is. We do find out later why she is racked with guilt and shame. And that again, that helps us to understand so many things that go on between her and Niles, but also plays into what it is that we can all feel about our romantic lives at times. So these two, of course, it's a rom-com get together, but in a fashion that is so strange and so uh, out there because it also has a very fanciful and sci-fi part of this film. After meeting and bonding a bit because Sarah, of course, was saved from making that speech by this seriously curious guy, they leave the party together and go to the desert because this is Palm Springs. They go out to the desert and are about to have sex when Niles is abruptly shot in the shoulder with an arrow by this older man named Roy hunting him down. He's now wounded and bleeding. He crawls towards a mysterious amber light in a nearby cave 
warning Sarah, very heavily warning her, do not follow him no matter what. Don't follow him into this cave. All we see is that Sarah is freaked out, of course. Can you imagine this happening? And liking Niles and wanting to be of help to him, she doesn't heed his warnings and she goes into the cave. All of a sudden, Sarah wakes up in her hotel room. This is the next thing we see. She wakes up again. She looks at her phone, and it's November 9th, same day. Same exact thing she heard out of her hotel window the previous day. Freaked out totally, she confronts Niles, and eventually, through a whole host of funny things that happen, he explains that he has become stuck in a time loop vis-a-vis a vortex in that cave and she is now sucked into the same time loop as he is. So Sarah, of course, sets about making many attempts to escape, such as driving back to her hometown and suicide and all manner of attempts to escape. Here's the thing. You can't escape this. It is for eternity. And she's going to wake up in the very same day, November 9th, for the rest of eternity. And the only other people in this time loop are Niles and Roy. But Roy is nowhere to be seen. And for the better part of the film, Sarah doesn't know why that is and why... Niles was hunted by him and shot with an arrow. Now, again, Roy, Niles, and now Sarah will never die. They are stuck in this eternity of living the same day. Okay, here we go with the metaphor. Men many times feel, and their angst comes from feeling that commitment will have them stuck in a loop whereby they're trapped. So when seen through this light of the film, that that's what Niles is stuck in, it begins to get very interesting. Now, as I said, reviewers don't speak about that at all. And it may have been lost on some people, I don't know, but it's certainly not lost on on me. And I think when you see it, it won't be lost on you either. How the metaphors in this film are just really brilliant. So what happens is after many, mm, it looks like days, you know, and they're the same day, Niles and Sarah are kind of stuck with each other and doing all manner of different things. Because think about it. If you didn't have the trappings of society, what you could do. In other words, they're trapped in the same day for days, weeks, months on end. We never really know how long it is for Niles. 
but we do know it's a very long time. And that is why at this wedding that he has repeated day after day after day after day, he is himself and doesn't care how he looks, how he acts, what he says, anything about it at this wedding. So Sarah kind of falls into that with him and they do some really fun antics and they're having a lot of fun together. But the angst for both of them that this could be there forever doesn't leave them. Now they're both caught in it. And so we're wondering, of course, what's going to happen next? Looking for commitment from the man you love? Take the consumer versus buyer relationship test so you can discover if your man is ready, willing, and able to commit. Go to willhecommit.com. It's fast, free, and you'll get immediate results. So they go out to the desert and have an interesting conversation. And I found this conversation so interesting because it is a la a woman falling for a man who seems to be giving mixed messages. To me, it appears that Niles throughout this beginning parts of the film, now we're about halfway even, he's a consumer. and. This to me is like the kind of apex of the film here. And it's like, well, how is this going to go? I mean, he really doesn't have it in him to be more than kind of this vapid, almost man boy that is stuck in his partying because he knows he's going to live forever in this one particular day that is unfulfilling, if not depressing. And he attempts to deal with the depressing part of his life in this way, knowing that he can't escape. And to me, that's the man making sense of love and relationships and that he can't really figure it out and he can't get out of it. I was married for two years. I knew it wasn't going to work. I knew it wasn't going to work out the moment that I said yes. I knew it wasn't going to work out when I moved to Austin. I knew it wasn't going to work out as I walked down the aisle. But I went through with it. And it didn't work out. Now, ignoring all that would make me destined to repeat it. What about you? Are you telling me anything about? There's nothing. What about your life before you got stuck in here? What was your job? I honestly can't remember. Oh my God, that's bullshit, Niles. No, I'm serious. It's been such a long time. Great little scene because it expresses what so many women go through in trying to get to know a consumer who is reluctant to open up, open up his heart, open up his life to a woman. And it's an interesting twist 
because at this juncture, we don't know much, but you later find out that this wasn't Niles trying to be evasive for the reasons, deep reasons, that many men are evasive with women when they're in the state of being a consumer. He's doing it for a real purpose because there are things about this time loop of which Sarah is not aware. And they have this night together out in this beautiful setting. I'll not tell you what they see in the desert, which I think is interesting. Because again, what they see, I believe, is symbolic of how men can view the trappings of a relationship vis-a-vis commitment. So they're in the tent and they are lying there and Niles turns away from Sarah and he turns his back. And it's interesting because he has told Sarah a little bit, not in that conversation, but he's told her previously how he has had wanton, uninhibited, all manner of different sexual forays. And yet he turns away from her, not wanting her. And their little love scene, very short, is very interesting because he, not by design in a way, but he has made Sarah be the pursuer. Again, very metaphoric for a consumer. The twist doesn't come until the end. The next time Sarah wakes up after that wonderful night in the desert, it's now November 9th again. And we find out that before getting into the loop, Sarah woke up with the knowledge of having had sex with Abe, the groom, about to marry her sister the next day. And for Sarah to live out this day continually for eternity is unbearable because she is filled with guilt and angst. I believe this is metaphorical too about women and their past, their past sexual experiences. Not saying it's right, I'm not saying it should be that, just saying that it can happen and does happen to many women when they have found the right love. So Sarah makes all these attempts to escape, to escape this loop. Because Niles has been there for 
ever. Roy, we find out, got sucked into the loop by Niles in a drunken, drug-induced stupor because he was trying to escape his eternity and his eternal being bound in the situation he was in. So Roy, being extremely angry, is hunting them down because we hear often throughout the film Niall saying, Sarah, the pain is real. Although we can't die, the pain we feel in every way, physically, emotionally, it's real. And we can't escape that. So she's in a car trying to escape it with Niles in the car. And Roy hunts them down as a police officer. He poses a police officer. He tries to run them off the road. Sarah just gets out. She runs over to Roy in his police car. And after an argument... This is what happens. What the hell is going on with you? What? You got a little out of hand. You think? <laughs> the pain is real. Why can't you understand that? It doesn't matter. Nothing matters, right? Those are your words. No, pain matters. What we do to other people matters. Being a source of terror is not fun, okay? It's not fulfilling. I know this from experience. It doesn't matter that everything resets and people don't remember. We remember. We have to deal with the things that we do. Oh, my God. Cry me a river, Niles. You are never going to deal with him. I actually did you a favor, so fuck you. No, Sarah, fuck you. Out of nowhere, you just start acting like a child, which, by the way, is how you got stuck in this shit to begin with. Ow! See? A child. Shut the fuck up over there. I got stuck in this shit because you got me stuck in it. I tried to stop you. Or don't you remember? I said, stop, don't come in. But no, you can't tell Sarah what to do. She's got it all figured out. Are you serious right now? I followed you into that cave because I liked you and someone was trying to hurt you because I give a shit, which is something that you clearly know nothing about. If I had known that I was going to be stuck with a pretentious sad boy for the rest of eternity, I would have stayed so far away from you and I sure as hell would never have fucked you So you hear all the metaphors there that he tried to warn her. Consumers do that in so many ways. It may not be as overt or verbalized as Niall saying, stay out of the cave, don't come in here, warning her, don't come in which he said, I tried to do, but you had your own thoughts about it, your own drive. So he said, I tried to, and you had your own ideas about it, and then he's calling her a child. Ugh, because many times men not living from their emotions They see women or feel women to be emotional children because they don't feel it in the same way they don't get it. That's being stuck in the male eternity, male-brained. And then, of course, and why I love this scene so much, 
is she is saying, I came in because I cared. I had feelings. And that you just crapped all over them. So after this, disgusted by all of this and being emotional, Sarah runs in front of an oncoming truck, killing herself. But of course, not. She just wakes up again on November 9th, resetting everything. So interesting that it's a reset because my Lure Him In program is all about resetting. And this is what Sarah does unbeknownst to her. She had feelings for this man. She does have feelings. And then she gets to a point of just wanting out because she's tearing her hair out. That what she said, if I knew I was going to be stuck with a man boy, I would have run so far away. So many of us have been there with a consumer. If I had known your inability to step out of your being a consumer and become a buyer, if I had known that, I would have stayed away. Again, we don't listen to the message normally because the message is not overt from the man. The message is usually, I want you, I want you. Of course he does. Of course he does. But he wants to consume mostly when he is not in the state of being a buyer. He will consume. He will take all the time, attention, and affection you're willing to give him for eternity if you're willing to give it without any thought of committing or changing anything. It's like waking up the same day. Every day. So Sarah decides, I want out. And the way she does it is so interesting to me in this film that is ironically written by a man, Andy Sierra, I think. I'm I'm not saying it perhaps correctly. S-I-A-R-A. That's his last name. That in her deciding and making a decision to get out... It's what allows Niles through time to come to the deepest feeling, understanding, and decision-making that he loves Sarah. Heretofore, with all the days that they were spending together and having their fun and being together, it did nothing to allow him to get to his deepest feelings. And this is what my entire Lure Him In program is about. And I have the program set in steps of how to do it so as not to get into that kind of rage or make those accusations but to actually stand in your value in doing it. So we have to live in the real world, but of course this is film, movie time, and we need drama, even in comedy. So this dramatic scene that they had happens. Sarah decides she wants out. She gets out and 
we see Niles going through day after day in stuck in his eternity that he chose in a way metaphorically speaking for him and he realizes I can't live without her so the rest of the film is wonderful in playing out the love story and I hope you will see it because now that you have this critique of mine, so to speak, my analysis of the film vis-a-vis the backdrop of the normal angst of men and women too, because there is so much going on for Sarah and these characters are quite formed for being a rom-com and certainly a sci-fi rom-com. So I hope you'll see because the ending, we don't know what's going to come and it's a fun ending. I actually hope that there would be a sequel to this one, but again, sequels usually don't don't stand up to the uh, initial one, so who knows, but uh, it would be interesting foray for this writer to to go forward with these two characters in life after what happens at the end of the film so again check it out it's on hulu it's trending now and then certainly connect with me if you would like to discuss anything that is happening in your life vis-a-vis a a consumer, uh, how you're feeling and dealing with your feelings vis-a-vis a man in your life, dating, what have you. Connect with me on Facebook, certainly on Instagram. On Instagram, I have lots of quotes and sayings and I connect my quotes to the podcast and I have the links right there. So, Coach Paula Grooms on Instagram, on YouTube. So, check out my videos and certainly my book, Why Won't He Commit? How a Man Decides to Make You the One. You can take the consumer versus buyer relationship test if you are dealing with a man that you're confused about, him not committing. Anytime I see a film like this that I think relates to the deeper things related to relationships in life and men and women, I will do something like this from time to time. I hope it's interesting. Again, I hope you check out the film and certainly check me out on Instagram and YouTube. And until next time, remember, with any man, the most important thing you can do from the very start is to make him wonder. If you've benefited from today's conversation, please subscribe and share. Connect with Coach Paula at makehimwonder.com. There you can take several relationship evaluations, discover her books and other resources, and find out if one of her personalized coaching programs might be right for you.